what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Oh my gosh, today is going to be so helpful. I can feel it already for so many of you that listen. And I feel like this is such a timely and relevant word and frankly, one that we can utilize every day. So for starters, the title, Help Me God. Help me God, right? We can say it in so many different ways, but essentially, this is the best prayer (laughs) that we could ever say or have in our arsenal because a lot of times we're looking for other people to change or for circumstances to change or or things to really shift around us. And yes, that can happen and nothing is impossible with God. But a lot, a lot, if not a majority of the time, we are the ones that need help. We are the ones that God is working out his nature in. (laughs) We are the ones that need to calm down and let God work with us, work with our mindset, work with our character, work in our emotions, work in our hearts, right? So help me God is one of the hands down best prayers that we can have in our arsenal. So how this relates today, I want to talk about entering into the rest of God. I feel like this is so, so powerful. And it's something I know for sure in the beginning of my walk with God that I was like, that sounds interesting, but I have no idea what that means. Or that's cute. I ain't got time to rest, right? (laughs) If I'm honest, because my flesh or these works just of your normal human nature, right? Those are really strong for me. I was a doer. I was a make it happen kind of person, an achiever, right? So learning how to rest and particularly trust in God and surrender to God, that is a daily work and a daily practice. And that was probably one of the biggest growth areas for me in the beginning. And now, obviously, that's one that I consistently work on because unless you work it, it doesn't work. But that is a huge one that I think was somewhat confusing and I didn't hear a lot of talk about that. Also want to cover today about working the word and then about freedom. Right, We hear all the time that who the sun sets free indeed, right? But maybe we're not experiencing freedom. Or if you're like me, I only really knew struggle in life. Really, I almost, I just expected it, right? Things are going to be hard. You're going to have to work hard. Of course, this challenge is going to come. Of course, that's going to happen. Of course, you got to carry all this weight. Of course, you've got to break through this. And it just constantly felt like it was battling, 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 struggle, struggle, struggle. And then until... I started walking with God, I didn't know that that's not actually how we're designed to live. We're not meant to live in constant chaos and struggle. That's just not it at all. So we're going to cover those three things today. And at the end, make sure you listen to the end. I'm going to give seven things that you can absolutely believe no matter what. All right. So let's dive in. We're going to cruise through this pretty fast. So 
reminder, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I'm doing something cool right now. I don't know how long it's going to happen until the grace lifts, maybe. (laughs) But here's what I'm going to do. If you listen to a full episode, make a comment. You can do it over on the iTunes app or, yes, that's where you have to do it is over on iTunes. Subscribe, whether that's on Spotify or iTunes, and email me that you've done that, page at gmail.com. I am sending out free gifts. So if you haven't subscribed, this is your opportunity to get a free gift. So make sure that you do that. All right, so let's dive into this. Okay, so first and foremost, I want to bring up this thought. A majority of the time, if you were just to scan how you show up, this could be just scan your day, scan your week, your month, however you want to do it. But whatever the amount of time is, whatever the time frame is, a majority of that time, are you believing or are you doing? Just feel it out for a second. <laughs> Look at your planner maybe too. But a majority of your time, are you believing or are you doing? Okay, I find this really important. It actually says that joy and peace come from believing, not doing. So this is actually from Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so when we believe, that is when we're full of joy and peace, right? Believing helps us be excited. It helps us to anticipate good, right? It helps us look towards our future with expectancy. We can laugh without fear of the future, right? And as we abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? We might say that it's hard to hope, or I don't have any hope, or I've been let down so many times, or so discouraged that I can't activate my hope. Well, it's not your power activating it. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me break it down again so you can catch it. I'll say it in a different, I'll do the amplified this time. That was King James the first time. May the God of hope, Okay, so who is in charge of hope? God. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith, through your faith being activated, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. Holy Moses. That is a word, right? So again, this is Romans 15, 13, and that's the Amplified. So this promise right here is that God will fill you with hope. And as he fills you with hope, then you are going to be filled also with joy and peace as you believe and as you take these steps of faith that are empowered, right, by the Holy Spirit. And because you're being fueled and activated by the power of the Holy Spirit, you're abounding in hope and you're overflowing with confidence in God and his promises, So, so powerful. So I'm highlighting this because a majority of folks live their life in doing, right? In works. The Bible calls it works of the flesh, right? We are doers, right? We want to make things happen. We want to check it off our to-do list. We want to just knock things out, right? It's like we don't want to stop and smell the roses. We just want to keep getting somewhere, okay? And that's unfortunate in a lot of ways because that's not where our power is. That's not where our joy is. That's not where our peace is, right? 
There is no joy, no peace in just rushing and trying to get to the next place and the next place and the next place. That actually zaps our power, okay? So just check where you're at. Do you believe a majority of the time or do you do a majority of the time? Because inevitably we will be doing both, but it's really important for you to calm down (laughs) and check out where you're at so that you can realign, right? So there's a big difference, which is what I want to shift into next. There's a big difference between working out of your own effort and working out of the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Both very, very different, all right? I'm going to see if I can describe a scenario. Okay, so let's say you're you're working on a job and maybe you are you didn't get good sleep you didn't you know eat a good breakfast you had coffee but now you have a coffee headache there's something happening at work that's making you moody and irritable and you just don't feel you're like catching this stuff building on the inside you just don't feel like you can show up in excellence and give your best right then and there stop god thank you that you fill me with the power of the holy spirit to show up and to show up not just in my strength, but in your strength and in your excellence. Thank you that you give me wisdom. Thank you that you keep a guard over my mouth against anything that might be a sin against you. Thank you that you give me creativity and fuel to show up and do the work that you sat me here to do on today. Thank you for this work. Thank you for this position. Help me to see it the way you do and show up and honor you in all I think, say, think, say, and do in Jesus' name. Boom. Okay. Now that you've prayed that, then you move and get out of the way. You continue to show up, but check it out. You will start to feel how you actually have energy, how the headache went away, how the meeting went way smoother than you were anticipating, right? And had you not taken that pause, which takes all of 30 seconds to shift the atmosphere, literally the atmosphere in you and then the atmosphere around you, you wouldn't have experienced these miraculous shifts in your workplace or throughout your day, okay? So that's an example of how that can play out. Now, it would have been very different if you just tried to force through that in your own strength, right? You would have just tried to like pump through emails or you might've had some tense or irritable interactions or, you know, things just would not flow. There would be a lot of resistance, potentially conflict and just chaos, right? It just would not be good. Or you could get offended Things could just get messy if you don't take that pause to check out what are you working out of? Are you working out of the flesh and your nature or are you working out of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? Now, the best way that I can give you an experience of this if you're a visual person is think about if you've ever done like whitewater rapids, right? If you've ever gotten into one of those boats (laughs) and gone through river rapids, some of them are very, very intense, right? And you don't want to, by any means, to swim against them, right? There's a lot of rocks, there's a lot of pressure, it can get crazy, and you can really get hurt and injured, right? So when people fall out of the boat, it's usually very dramatic, right, to get them back in and quickly. So here's the thing. Picture this scene, right? River rapids, all right? What you want to do, and when you're flowing with the Holy Spirit, you are going with the flow of the river, with the flow of the Spirit, going down streams, taking a look at things around you, enjoying the ride, okay? Now, when you're doing works of the flesh, it's the opposite. It's like you're trying to take that boat and go upstream, 
There's all sorts of resistance. You get hit by different things. You run into rocks. Maybe you cut yourself. Like it is not a good time. So when you are trying to sense (laughs) if you are in the flow or not, usually just by having to ask, you're already out of the flow. Okay. Another way to say this is the rhythm of God. How I say it is God's vibes matter. It's a constant check. Like, am I thinking in agreement with God right now? Am I believing what God says about me? Am I believing God's promises right now? Am I believing in agreement with the truth right now, right? Ooh, my emotions are are letting me know that something's going on on the inside of me. Where does this instability come from? How can I give that over to God, right? How can I sync up with his rhythm, right? Ooh, like I am feeling something, maybe it's an offense or a resentment or something coming out of my heart. That's not God, right? How can I just activate forgiveness right now? How can I release this right now? How can I pull aside and have a conversation with God so that this isn't weighing me down and I can sync up with him again or align with him or get in tune with his heart? What is God's heart about this situation? What is God's heart about this person, right? So for example, if you know, you do, maybe maybe that is somebody, you do have an offense or resentment or some, some grievance in your heart towards somebody else. Here's what you got to remember. Every person on earth is God's creation and God has a good purpose for every person that he created, okay? Now, whether or not they're acting, you know, empowered by the spirit or whether or not they're walking in their God-given purpose, that's that's none of your business, really. But your job is to see them the way God does. Now, I don't want anybody to believe that that means being a pushover. You absolutely need boundaries, right? However, I have never experienced a lot of issues with people when I check in with God's heart about that person. God, what is your heart for this person? What do you want me to know about this person? How can I pray for this person right now? Literally, that shifts everything for me. Rather than, oh, that's so annoying, or mm, I'm so offended, or mm, I don't agree with that, right? No, no, no. Uh, God is not the author of division and divisiveness, right? Yes, we might have some conflict, okay? But when it comes to division and, and you know, a lot of the culture of the world, for example, where it's block, cut off, shame, blame, point fingers, mer, right? Not okay. So another example for this, uh, I see this happen quite a bit, but in the world of social media where we can all in some kind of way play God in a sense, right? Hear me out. There's this omnipotence where it's like we can say what we want. If we don't agree with something, we can let somebody know. We can just sling our opinion or we can sling hate or we can do whatever we feel like it because we have a platform. So we can see into other people's lives. We can decide how we feel about that and we can let them know how we feel about that when really... And in, in previous times, we didn't have that kind of freedom to just speak our mind or to see in other people's lives like that, right? So it's really important to actually think about this. But here's the thing. We can see a post that we don't agree with. We don't have to get offended. We don't have to comment. We don't have to feel the need to change anybody's mind. Because actually, that's none of our business, right? We can still like the person and we can keep scrolling and go on with our day, right? We don't have to make it a thing. So I just want to highlight this as an example of how easy it is to just start drifting 
out of being aligned and in tune with God's thoughts, with God's heart, with God's promises, with the word of God, with the truth, right? All of that is what sets us free. And it's easy, right? Particularly if we let our flesh dominate us to drift off, right? And to drift out of alignment. So I want to to really highlight that because a lot of times these things are subtle, but then we don't notice we, we don't recognize why maybe we caught a mood. Well, it's still because of the energy that we're putting out or what we're engaging with, right? But we're usually not so good at calling ourselves out. And just think about this. If we put the amount of energy into actually checking ourselves rather than checking other people, just imagine what might happen. You would have no time to get into other people's business. I promise you, right? <laughs> your work and doing your own inner work takes all of the energy that you have. And literally, you cannot do the walk of the believer without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You can't do it unless you're empowered by God. You absolutely cannot. You can't produce the fruit of the Spirit without the help of the Holy Spirit. So again, going back to that prayer, help me God. Help me Holy Spirit to be patient. Help me Holy Spirit to guard my tongue. Help me Holy Spirit to speak words of encouragement, right? Holy Spirit, give me the words to say, right? That's humbling yourself before the Lord so that he can lift you up. Okay, and it's the right position, a position of humility. Um, okay, I want to pull a scripture because I feel like it's relevant. Dun, dun, dun. One second here. Yes, okay, so it's Galatians. Love Galatians, but Galatians 5.16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Okay. Another way to say that, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves, okay? I'm trying to see if there's any other one that makes this sound different. Amplified is always a good one too. But I say walk habitually. Make it your priority. Make it your habit. Make it a lifestyle practice. Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. All right. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Okay. So that's what your sinful nature does. And that's, again, a self-check. Anytime I'm feeling this impulse, anytime I'm feeling this need to control, anytime I'm feeling this pressure or this force, that ain't the spirit of God. That ain't God leading me. Never, right? It is your sinful nature which responds impulsively, and here's why it's a sin, without regard for God and his precepts, okay? You're not going to walk like God if you're not walking in his nature. And you can't walk in his nature if you're committed to doing what you want to do when you want to do it. Say what you want to say when you want to say it. That is not habitually being led by the Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit will bring that gentle conviction, not again out of shame or condemnation. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But there are those checks in your spirit, okay, about whoop, shouldn't say that, whoop, shut your tongue, right? Like guard your mouth, close your mouth, <laughs> right? Stop looking at that. Get off social media. Take a break, right? There's these checks that will get okay, in our spirit about how we need to course correct. 
So who are we to decide how somebody else needs to course correct and what they should post and what they shouldn't post, what they should say, what they shouldn't say, how they should walk, how they shouldn't walk? That is none of our business. And again, if we focus on being connected to God and doing what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do, following a prompting versus an impulse, right? We will be kept plenty busy, okay? We won't have time to get into the weeds of other people's business, all right? So let me just tie together where we're at so far. Check it out in your own life. Are you doing more than you're believing? Are you believing more than you're doing, right? Usually the latter isn't the case, but there needs to be a balance. If anything, I do believe that there needs to be greater belief for the doing, all right? Now, when it comes to the doing, it's really important to break out two different things. There's works of the flesh, which are our own efforts, our own control, our own, I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to hustle and I'm going to 10x it and I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to, right? I, okay? Versus Holy Spirit, which is a grace. It's a flow. It's the difference, again, between going upstream or flowing downstream, being in sync with God or just doing what we want to do, okay? And the rest of God comes from walking with the Holy Spirit, okay? That's how we enter into the rest. We don't have to work out of struggle, out of self-effort, out of right? We don't have to work out of that. And you know when you're in cray-cray mode, okay? Like, I don't need to tell you that. Like, you know what your cray-cray looks like, all right? If that's, you know, you get hangry, if that's like you're all cut up in your head ruminating, or if you're like one of those quiet people that stores everything up on the inside and then just lashes out unexpectedly, whatever your thing is, you know what your cray-cray is and where you have some weaknesses that you can work with with Holy Spirit on, okay? But when it comes to entering the rest of God, I have found that Hebrews 4 talks a lot about this, and there's a lot of great wisdom out of Hebrews 4 in general, okay? Hebrews 4.11 is if we are going to struggle or if we're going to strive, let it be to enter into the rest of God, okay? Don't let it to be to run your agenda, to make it big, to get X amount of dollars in your bank account, right? To keep up with the Joneses, to get this house, to get this car, to do this thing, right? You don't need to struggle to do all that, but if you're going to struggle, let it be to struggle to enter into the rest of God. So Hebrews 4.11 says it like this, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience, okay? So that one is so, so huge, but let me pull it back to Hebrews 4. It talks all in Hebrews 4 about the rest that's available for the people of God, okay? So being a believer, you get access to rest that only comes from God, okay? Now here it says, therefore, since the promise of entering into his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, right? But the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So we have good news. We have reasons that we can be happy, that we can be hopeful, that we can be expectant, right? Which I'm going to get to at least seven things you can believe here in a minute, right? But only those who believe enter into the rest, okay? So it is so, so important to think about that. 
we can't enter the rest of God by just focusing on our own works, right? Usually when you're in works, that means that you're not trusting, that you're not surrendered, that you're not walking in humility, that you're trying to do it in your own way, that you you can't trust God, that you don't think God heard you, that you think that it's been too long, the wait's been too long, so you need to take control because you don't think God can handle it, right? That's a problem, (laughs) right? That's sometimes where we need to just calm down, be still and know who God is. It ain't you, right? And and ask Holy Spirit for some help to, to redirect yourself, right? And when we enter into that rest, that's when we get clarity. That's when we get revelation. That's when we get these breakthrough strategies. So entering to, into the rest, it doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. For me, some examples of that are, again, turning things over to prayer in the moment immediately when I notice that I've, I've fallen short of the rest of God, when I've lost my peace, when joy left the building, right? These are examples to me to let me know, oof, right? Like you're no longer walking in the spirit. A lot of times entering into the rest, if I know that I've got a lot on my plate, I will spend many hours on like a Saturday morning just getting extra time in the word with God, praying with God, really sifting through what's on my heart, what I've been thinking about, what's been going on in my week. I will do that for a longer time on a Saturday. I'll make sure that I'm really intentional in the quiet time that I have in the morning, right? And to to not skip those things. If I know that I need more, I'm going to make space for it, okay? So think about that, right? If I'm not living with the good news in my heart, if I'm not hearing God's voice, if I'm not spending time with him, I can't really expect that I'm going to operate out of his rest, right? So I make more time for myself to get into his presence. I make prayer a constant, okay? And then I ask for help to reprioritize my life because maybe I don't need to be doing all that I'm doing or maybe I got out ahead of God in some way and I need to realign. So those are three examples of how I start shifting things, okay? So for you, think about this too. Are you a believer versus a doer majority of the time? When you're doing your efforting and you're struggling in life, is it to struggle to enter into the rest of God because, you know, our minds are all over the place, our emotions are all over the place, or we've got stuff going on in our heart that's unresolved or unaddressed, right? Or are you moving in grace? Are you moving in the flow of the Spirit, right? All right, now the other thing that I want to highlight here before getting into what we are free to believe if we so choose, (laughs) right, is this, that our feet will never take us where our mind has never been before. I'll say that again. Our feet will never take us where our mind has never been before. So a lot of times, let me break this part down. A lot of times we're trying to get somewhere. We're trying to make something happen. We're trying to achieve something but we don't even have the belief. We don't even have the promise of God. We don't even have the vision, right? Make the vision, write the vision plain, right? So you can run with endurance. We can't run with endurance if we don't see where we're going, right? So getting in the word of God and knowing what God says is true for you, particularly for that next thing that he's calling you to step into, that's the work. We got to work the word because we can't change our behavior until we change our beliefs and really our belief systems. A great example of this is we might have some beliefs or habits that we inherited in childhood and it's time to change those. Like we literally can't operate the way God has designed us to if we keep trying to operate like the child that we grew up having to be. Make sense? So that is one of the reasons, side note, that I love coaching so much because a lot of what life coaching specifically does 
if you do it with God, <laughs> even if you don't, but I definitely recommend doing it with God, right? Is that it rewires your mind. And we know this as believers that we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. That's a majority of where the work is. It's our mind and our faith, okay? Because it's, it's with our mind that we're able to believe God. So there's a lot of mental work and a lot of mental training and endurance that is needed to walk out what we're here to do, all right? So working the word, I just want to give some examples of this. I broke this down on my social media. So if you want to see images of this or screenshot them or share them or save them on your phone, follow me at Miss MS Juliana Page over on Instagram. And that's where you can find these. So I called it antidotes for soul poison. Okay, so we can get, you know, the enemy wants to get our mind. That's really what he wants to play with. Right. So we can start thinking things that don't align with God. Very soon we start feeling things right? That, that don't sync up <laughs> with God, right? In God's heart. Or we start storing really weird, maybe it's skepticism or judgment or offense or different things in our heart. And very quickly, we have a lot of toxicity in our soul. The best way to think about this is like the alkaline waters, right? There's different level of alkaline water, right? The water content can be pure or not so much, right? So our soul is similar, okay? So antidotes for soul poison, really what this is, is there's really no problem that you have that the word of God can't solve. Now, I was a skeptic, so at first I was like, hmm, is it true? But the only way to find out is to work the word, okay? But check this out. I'm going to give you some examples. So for bitterness or for anger or for resentment and revenge, you want to know what the antidote is? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Or maybe there's tests and trials and tribulation. The antidote is the promise that all things work for good. That's what God says, right? Or maybe there's selfishness and stinginess and greed. The antidote, generosity. Or doubt, faith. Or murmuring and complaining, a thankful attitude, an attitude adjustment, right? Insecurity, rejection, and abandonment. God's unconditional love. When God's unconditional love floods your heart, woof, man, there's nothing like that. Then you'll actually know what real love is, right? Weakness, God's strength, pride, humility, worry and anxiety, the peace of God, a broken heart, beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, rebellion, submission, <laughs> sin, the blood of Christ, Burdens and cares, God's rest, which we're talking about today. And a lot of times we step into burdens and cares from stress, like self-inflicted self stress and pressure, right? Guilt and shame, the righteousness of Christ, fear, courage, <laughs> sadness and depression, joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength, discouragement, hope, stress and burnout, wisdom and balance, Failure, disappointment, loss, a new beginning, sickness, healing. Literally, it is amazing how many answers you find for the things that are trouble for you in the word of God. Okay, so if God is the master physician, right, and he can give us prescriptions, his word is the prescription. Okay, and we might need to take many, many refills until the situation changes, right? But that happens by reading and studying the word on a regular basis in areas where we need change, right? 
Problems are abundant. Literally, we don't need to pretend about that. And no matter what is going on, we can walk with God, we can believe his word, and we can apply it to our lives, okay? We do have to put in time to learn what medicine to take for the soul poison we're experiencing, right? But the free refills are available and we do have the answer to every problem we have in our soul. Okay, so I just want you to think about that. What is the the prescription that you need to take or what word of God do you need to speak over you or your life or your situation that you're encountering? Right. It's so important because as we start to change our mind, as we're transformed by the renewing of our mind through reading God's word, through speaking it over ourselves, through praying it out, through releasing it over our circumstance. Right. Believing is our gateway to God, right? Believing is what gives us hope and joy and peace. It's what activates our faith, right? As we start releasing our belief, right? We're able then to be fueled by the Spirit to then serve the Lord, okay? So it's so, so powerful to start that training and to just get in the Word and just start experimenting. And that's what we have freedom for. So when I said that I was going to speak to freedom, the whole who the sun sets free and and free indeed, right? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. That's freedom for your soul, soul freedom, right? And then also freedom to choose to walk according to the spirit, right? And to live this abundant life that God has promised us. There's freedom to do that, right? But there's freedom to think what you want to think, to say what you want to say, to do what you want to do. Yes, you have that freedom. But I want to think, I want you to think about what you actually want to be a slave, quote unquote, to, right? Do you want to to be one to the world and the world system or to the kingdom and the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, okay, through the Holy Spirit? So think about these things, noodle on these things, because Are you really using your freedom to experience more freedom in your life, to live as a free person, to actually enjoy your life, or are you in constant struggle in chaos? Is that what you're using your freedom for? And which one is a better testimony, right? If if what Jesus did on the cross was enough, how would you show up differently? Just want to encourage you with that thought. And lastly, here are seven different things that you can believe right now, okay? Number one, God is good. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good, right? You've heard it, but it's true. God is good, okay? So in whatever you're facing, if God is good, what does that mean, right? Number two, it will work out. Whatever it is, it will work out. Calm down, settle down, it will work out out, right? And if God can't make it happen, you surely can't make it happen, okay? So if we're meant to happen, already it would have happened. So trust God that it will work out, that God is a God of perfect timing, that he's never a moment early or too late, okay? God, number three, God is greater than whatever you're facing and nothing is impossible with God. Okay, so whenever you look at something with anxiety or fear, a foreboding spirit comes to attack you. Nope, I cancel that in Jesus name. God is greater and nothing is impossible with God. I'm fully expecting this to turn around. Okay, sometimes you need to coach yourself. That's another reason why I love coaching as well. You start to get the coach's voice in your head. (laughs) 
right? Number four, breakthrough will manifest. I believe my breakthrough will manifest today. And if I'm believing that, I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to prepare for my breakthrough, right? Number five, believe that you hear from God. You hear from God. Special people don't hear from God. You hear from God, right? My sheep hear my voice. If you're his sheep, you will hear his voice, okay? Number six, God has heard you and you can expect him to answer. Love this one. God is a hearer and an answer of prayer, right? And then number seven, God is working. You know, we've heard that song, even when I don't see it, he's working, okay? He's working. Thank you, God, that you're working. Thank you, God, that you're working. That's that's one of the ways that I soothe my own soul, right? When I'm feeling overwhelmed or when it's stressful or when it looks like all is doomed, right? You know, sometimes we get dramatic. <laughs> I check the drama and then I remind myself and I praise God, right? Praising God is a great way to align with him. God, thank you that you're working. Thank you, God, that you had a solution before I ever had a problem. Thank you, God, that you're sending divine helpers and that you're helping me to show up with confidence. Thank you, God, that you're giving me divine downloads that I might see this situation the way you see it. Do you see what I'm saying? You can actually start incorporating that pretty simply in what you do. All right. So brief recap and I'll send you on your way. Are you believing or doing a majority of your time? First things first. Then in all of your doing, are you doing it out of the rest of God? Or are you doing it to try to prove something or trying to make something happen? And if you're trying to make something happen, perhaps you're in the works of the flesh. That you're not moving in the rhythm of God, the grace of God. There's a scripture that talks about the unforced rhythms of grace. So very likely, if you're not working in those, you're in works of the flesh, okay? Get back to the rest of God. And how do you do that? Work the word. Work the word. The word has a solution for every bit of challenge, trouble, problem, whatever it is that you're facing. God's solution is his word. Okay, so you can start working the word. And as you work the word, that is how you experience more freedom in your soul. And then who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? So as you start growing in your own personal freedom, right? As you start growing and getting breakthroughs in your mind or breakthroughs in your heart and breakthrough in healing, okay? Breakthrough in emotional health. As you get these different breakthroughs in your life, that is what allows you to overflow that freedom, that love of God, right? It allows you to flow all of that abundance into the lives of people around you, okay? That's why it's so important to do your work first, right? And again, the more you do your work, okay, the the better you show up in the lives of other people, Okay, the more you trust them to do the, their own work, the more you give them permission and freedom to do their own work without you enforcing what you think they should do when you think they should do it, right? So God gets to work with all of us, okay? We don't get to decide or try to just play God in the lives of other people. And that becomes way, way more freeing. You, you free up so many, so much energy when you're not trying to control or manipulate other people or trying to blame or point fingers and judge and criticize. Ain't nobody got time for that when we are here on assignment, okay? All right, humans. <laughs> I hope this message blessed you. 
If it did, again, subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, make a comment, whatever you got to do. And then as far as connecting, there's a lot of exciting things that are happening. The best way that you can stay in the know of all of those and get some joy in your inbox, visit julianapage.com. Subscribe to my emails. I'm not one of those people that sends out a ton of emails and, you know, asks a, a lot of requests of folks, right? So that's the best way though to know when different things are happening or to get some words of encouragement and joy in your inbox, okay? So go do that and until next time guys, stay blessed. Bye.